Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited for you to be here today. Today, I have my friend and past student and past client, Carrie Basick, here to chat with you all about uh, what it looks like to hire a coach after you graduate from school. So we're really digging into this. Just a little background on Carrie. Carrie is a food freedom coach that helps people ditch dieting for good and actually have food freedom for life. So I know this is something she's super passionate about because she has her own history, um, with food freedom and, you know, having a more restrictive diet. And it's something that she has now gone on to teach other people is how to, you know, live this food freedom lifestyle. So I'm really excited for her to talk a little bit about that with you. But mostly in this episode, we're digging into what it looked like for Carrie when she graduated school, what first steps she took with her business um, to get started why she sees investing in coaching a really important thing um, and what results she got from coaching with me specifically and how her business actually grew because of that coaching experience. And then some other questions that she believes you should ask yourself if you're looking at hiring a hiring your own coach. So um, we really dig into this and not only do we talk a lot about that idea of having a coach um, and how that's going to help you be successful, but also she shares her own success tips for um, getting clear on who you want to work with, getting online on social media, um, sharing your message, sharing your story. And I feel like she had a lot of um, really good points of you know how to grow your business in a really genuine and authentic way and how to actually use certain strategies to grow. So I would love for you to listen in. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait for you to meet Carrie because she is one of my closest friends now and I'm so excited that she's a part of my life and I can't wait for you to meet her too. Hey, Carrie, thanks so much for being here with me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited too. So Carrie is here with me, just so you all know, she's in my house with me. We are trying the recording out where we're together. Usually, um, just as background, I usually record this over the internet with people, so it's all online. And this is the first episode I've done with somebody in my house, on my couch, and we're hoping and praying that uh, the sound quality is good. So I'm so excited to have Carrie here with me today. Um, Carrie is one of my students from Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Um, I taught her, I guess it was last year. That, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. I taught her in um, actually Victoria Canada's first uh, class of uh, students to go through the Victoria branch. And then from there, um, Carrie went on to actually work with me as um, her coach. So I was her coach to help her get her nutrition business started. And then we've gone on to be friends, <laughs> which is why she's now in my home with me. And we're doing this here. So um, I'm really excited to have Carrie here for you guys. She is a wealth of knowledge and information. And she's also newly started her business. So she can really give you that um, practical, you know, advice on what it was like to actually start her business mm -hmm. and then now be in that first year of really growing it and seeing where it's going. So 
yeah, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. So why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about what actually brought you to nutrition school and a little bit about your actual story of of, uh, what what got you to this place today? Sure. Yeah. Um, So I'll try not to make this too much of a long-winded story, but um, so a little bit of background pretty much ever since I was in middle school or whatever, I knew I always wanted to be in some tor- some type of helping profession. Um, back then, I was more thinking the traditional like psychologist or, you know, doctor route. But by the time I was graduating high school, my intention was to go into naturopathic uh, medicine. So when I graduated, that was kind of my plan. So I had gone to university. Um, and in order to get into naturopathic school, you first have to have a Bachelor of Science mm-hmm. um, first. So I went to university, the University of Victoria, to get a Bachelor of Science degree in biopsychology. Now, in my first semester, now I promise these details are relevant, <laughs> so just <laughs> bear with me for a minute. Um, in my first semester, I had to take calculus and physics congruently. Now, I had never taken physics in high school before, and it was a very challenging subject for me, but at the same time, we were doing physics where we had to use calculus mm-hmm. to do any of the calculations. And I quickly found that I was falling behind. So I dropped out of physics because otherwise I was going to fail. And I did not want that on my transcript um, and was kind of freaking out because I had to have a certain amount of physics credits in order to get the Bachelor of Science that I wanted to get. Um, Serendipitously, I came across this other program that I wasn't actually really interested in, but it promised 100% employment out of graduation. Um, so I was like, you know what? Sure. I'll do that. I'll get a job. I'll make some money and then I'll figure out what to do. And also this gave me still a bachelor of science without having to do physics. So I could potentially go into naturopathics. Um, so that program that I did had a mandatory, um, co-op program. So basically like paid internships is what those are. And on my first one, I was working downtown Vancouver. Now I forgot to mention Um, I also always had like a really keen interest in like food and nutrition. I grew up in like a very health conscious home. Um, Like we were eating organic and like goji berries and stuff (laughs) before it was cool. Like kids (laughs) thought I was weird for what I was bringing for lunch. Um, Anyway, so I was on my first co-op in working in downtown Vancouver and I was on a lunch break and I walked by um, this sandwich board for um, IHN. Institute of, Institute of Holistic, Holistic Nutrition. Nutrition. Yes, I always forget. Sorry for anybody who went to that school. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. It's right? hard to keep track. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think they were having an open house or something. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that is. So I went back to my desk at work and I looked up the IHN website and it took me to the course outline of what their program was. And I was like, holy shit. Sorry. No, you can swear. swear. You can swear. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, like this is it. Like this is what I'm meant to do. Like this was a sign. Like I need to do this. Um, So I finished up my degree program, worked for a little bit, and then I found Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And the rest, I guess, is history. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you were the, you were the first class to go through that. I was the first in Victoria. Well, so originally... I was supposed to be in Nanaimo. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to do the part-time night class because I'm living in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Hopefully most of you know where I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to commute and then there wasn't enough interest. So it got postponed. But luckily it turned out that mm-hmm. that meant I could attend in Victoria, which was awesome. Yeah. And just as a 
quick little background for you guys. Um, I also live in Victoria, BC, and um, I just started teaching at the Victoria branch. So Carrie was the first class to go through it. And I was one of her, I guess, first teachers. And I was lucky enough to be able to teach her and the rest of the students um, fundamentals of business. And I think we did body, mind, spirit together yeah, body, mind, spirit, yeah. as well. Um, and you know, one thing that I'm always trying to incorporate in the classes that I teach are real life business advice. So even in Body, Mind, Spirit, I'm like, well, when you're working with Mm -hmm. clients (laughs) or in the business class, when you're working with clients, I'm always trying to infuse that in. So at what point, you know, through the schooling, um, did you start thinking about your business? And was this even something you wanted to do? Like what I'm hearing from Mm -hmm. you is that you already had that kind of health conscious background, but did you think you were going to really turn this into a business? Yeah, I think going in because I had been, so that degree program that I had done previously, if you couldn't tell, is something that I was not interested in whatsoever. So I was kind of working in a career that base it didn't align with what I wanted to do, basically, to put it nicely. <laughs> um, so I definitely, I went into CSNN knowing that I was going to make that some part of my career. Mm-hmm. So I kind of always in the back of my mind was always thinking like, okay, like what can I do with this? Um I think not until I took the business course. So the business course that you taught where I was like, okay, like I can really take this somewhere and, you know, make my own business out of it because that was another thing I really wanted to work for myself. And I think that really just opened up my eyes. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate that, you know, you don't really know what you can do until you get that little bit of business knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think these days we see a lot of like health coaches or nutritionists operating online. Mm -hmm. So we know it's a possibility, Mm -hmm. but we're like, but what can I do with it? Or, you know, how will this work for my Mm -hmm. situation? So did you actually start building your business in school or did you wait, you know, until you were done? Um, As far as actually building my business, I waited, well, I waited until courses were done. Mm -hmm. I think you and I started working together in the summer Mm -hmm. a little bit, right? Before my mm -hmm. exam. But while I was in school, I wasn't really doing anything. I had an Instagram page mm-hmm. um, that I had started. So I was just kind of posting on there more just with stuff that I had learned and, mm-hmm. you know, my own personal experience and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But no real focus at that point. No, no real focus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at what point did you kind of transition from, okay, I know I want to do this. I don't want to go back to the career I was in. Um, I'm kind of getting my feet wet with Instagram, but this is really hard on my own? Or were you even thinking this is hard? Like, where were you? Where, like, what was your thought process around like, okay, maybe I should actually think about having a Mm -hmm. coach? Because I don't think that's a natural progression for a lot of people. So like, what even had you start thinking of that? Um, basically that I realized I had no idea where to even start with starting a business. I didn't even know what that looked like. I didn't know. I think the first time I heard of the requirement of having a business license was in our business program. (laughs) And I think it just kind of opened my eyes to like, this is something that I have no idea Mm. um, what I'm doing. And I know at the time, like my boyfriend and I were talking about it a lot. And he's like, well, you could go take like a business course at, you know, the college here. And I realized like, they're just going to give me general business information and it's not going to be specific Mm -hmm. for an online coach. So I think at that point I was like, no, like I need to work with somebody who's done this, who knows what they're doing and who specializes in coaching. Um, And after, you know, having you as our business teacher in school, I realized like there are people who specifically can help me for what I'm looking to do. 
Yeah, for sure. So what would you say was like the first step, you know, out of school, starting to think about working with a coach? Um, and just, mm-hmm. I already know what happened, you guys, but <laughs> I'm just trying to build the story up. It for has you. a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> How did you kind of move from, you know, feeling like, okay, I don't really want to take a traditional business course that might not help. Maybe I should hire a coach, um, specifically me in this case. Like, how did you kind of like take that first step? And what were you, what were you kind of expecting to happen with that relationship? Um, honestly, I, I mean, I wish I could give some like very specific advice, but I just jumped in. I had no idea if working with a coach was going to work for me. I mean, I had had experience in the past, not related to business or anything, working with coaches. I had done personal training and then I had worked with um, a coach for my own personal issues with food, which we'll probably touch on a bit later. Um, And I knew how effective it could be. And I knew that personally myself, like I work best having somebody hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. So um, I think in the back of my mind, like I knew that I needed somebody there to hold me accountable and to kind of show me the ropes and what to do. Um, So yeah, I don't know if that answers the question or not, but Mm -hmm. I was really just looking for somebody who either had done it or who knew, who knew what they were talking about. And I was looking for somebody to just guide me through that process, mm-hmm. really, and show me the ropes. Yeah. So it sounds to me like you had already kind of shown yourself that that method worked for you by working with a, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was working with a fitness yeah. a personal trainer yeah. um, and maybe getting results that way. And then working with um, maybe like a therapist or psychologist mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever profession that was to help with like some of the food um, issues and you had seen that that really helped you scale so when it came to this it was like well if that helped in that scenario this should help too in theory exactly yeah and the way I saw it was just that you know I could fumble my way through this um, and try to learn it all on my own but like I'm in a career that I don't love and I need to transition out as soon as possible so why wouldn't I do everything in my power to speed that process along Mm. because in essence that's what the coaching process does right it takes sure anybody could figure any of this out on your own but what it does is it condenses that time Mm -hmm. because the person you're working with has already gone through all of the stumbling blocks Mm -hmm. and can tell you what to do and what not to do and exactly condense that into yeah you know for you it was a three-month process yeah do you feel like the three months, I'm just kind of mm-hmm. um, reflecting on my experience right now, because for me, it took me um, maybe mm-hmm. a year to two years of stumbling, yeah. <laughs> definitely a year of like, what do I even need? And just sitting at my computer blankly, lots of days and just being like, what do I work on today? Having this huge list. So for me, it took like a year or a little bit longer, but for you three months, like, do you feel like that timeline, you actually saw progress in that timeline? Oh, a hundred percent. I had, by the end of that three months that we worked together, like, I had structures in place. I, A, legally had my business set up mm-hmm. and had no idea how to do that. But, um, you know, you showed me the ropes of how to engage with people, how to create an audience because, you know, I graduated and I think I just expected clients to find me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I quickly realized, you know, you post once on Instagram, like that's not going to do anything, right? You have to be so consistent and there's ways to go about doing that and growing and building an audience and mm-hmm. building that, you know, like no trust factor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that I can totally relate here because, um, what I did when I graduated was basically put a post up on Facebook and was like, 
everybody I graduated oh my god I'm so excited <laughs> like you should be excited with me <laughs> like this is so great and um kind of just said like my doors are open like I'm taking on clients and I had a few people like congratulations and a few people that were like I'd love to get your help and support but there was no real driving factor to have people to want to sign up with me so I literally felt like my thought process was that as soon as I post this on Facebook my email inbox is going to explode blow up like I literally thought I'd be like pushing people away like no sorry I'm I'm full up but that didn't happen sadly it was like crickets at the beginning so exactly yeah and so working with a coach you know they show you well no you need a package Mm -hmm. you need you know, to niche down, you need to have a specific focus for your business because if you're just speaking to everybody, and that's originally what I wanted to do, I wanted to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like anybody who goes into this profession, you know, we have a desire to help people. But, you know, like you always say, and like I have experienced now, if you're speaking to everybody, you're speaking to nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a huge thing that I learned, like getting so specific, creating a package, like creating a product essentially for people to buy. Cause if you're just telling people, Hey, I'm a nutritionist, come work with me. People are like, people don't know what that is. I mm-hmm. think we get so stuck in a bubble of like, we know what nutritionists can do mm-hmm. and what they can help with. But people in the real world still come up to me and ask like, so what is it that you do? What is a nutritionist? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it really helped. And laying all those foundational pieces, you know, getting a, my business set up legally Um, having a website, putting together a package and really getting clear on what I was offering led me to signing on my first client, like Mm -hmm. within two months of working with you, like I signed Mm -hmm. on like a high paying client as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And what I really want to show here is that with Carrie saying, you know, she signed on this high paying client, um, the way that I work with my clients is a little bit maybe different in the sense that, um, like Carrie alluded to, like I'm helping to set people up with more of a signature program or really a foundational program that shows your client or brings actual results for your client. And the reason that I do this is because um, I know in my practice, when I used to do one-off consultations, um, the person would come and we'd have this like awesome conversation. I'd give them a bunch of handouts. Um, Side note, way too many handouts, (laughs) way too much information. Um, They'd go away, you know, try to work on their health on their own. And I'd follow up by email just, you know, as a friendly kind of follow up you know, a month or two later, and they said they said they have not made any changes. So I just knew right from the get go, a one off consultation is not helping anyone. It's really number one, hard to continually generate that many clients to bring in enough money. um, If you're doing one offs, and also it's not helping that person. So then what we started doing was really figuring out or what I started doing is figuring out, you know, how can we bring more results to people? And that just ends up being usually a longer time frame. So for Carrie, it was creating, I think, a three-month program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in more of like a signature model where you were helping people get specific Mm -hmm. specific results. Yeah, going through a journey versus, you know, just helping them with a one-off question. Yeah. So that they, they too, they can see the progress and they see the value of what they're paying you for, Mm -hmm. I think, in the end is really what, you know, is the benefit of that. Yeah. So how important would you say that it is? um, I'm kind of throwing you a (laughs) question we didn't prepare here. But how how important would you say it is to like solve a specific problem in your business? How important is it? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that is the most important Mm -hmm. because that is your business. Mm -hmm. What you help people with is your business. And the more specific you can be, you know, think of any app that's out there. They all have very, very specific mm-hmm. functions. You're not just going to download an app that's for everything. Yeah. 
right? Where you don't really know like what what is the potential of this? Where if you sp- pick one specific issue to help somebody with, you can show them this is where you're starting. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to go through. And this is where I get you to. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're trying to help everybody, right, you can't really show anybody that progression of what you're going to take them through. Yeah. Or you have ha- you would have had to have had so many clients beforehand to show, well, I helped a client mm-hmm. with eczema do this. I helped a client with fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. fibromyalgia do this. I helped someone with MS do that. Um, but because, like when we stay so open, it's like you have to be an expert on everything. And that would be exhausting. It right? is exhausting. <laughs> that was my business right. model when I first started out was the working with anyone for mm-hmm. anything, right? And it was like, okay, they'd send me their intake forms. Okay, now I'm an expert on this. Okay, another intake form. Now I'm an expert on this thing. And it honestly gave me a lot of anxiety because I felt very much put on the spot. And I know a lot of people always talk Mm -hmm. to me about like, do I actually know enough to do this? Because I don't know about you guys, but for the nutrition school, we went to um, CSNN, you learn in a very fast paced model. So you learn a lot, but it goes so fast that in order to, if you really want to dive into something, you kind of have to do that after Mm -hmm. the fact. So you really do know a lot about a lot of different things, but you might not know a ton about one thing. So um I don't know if that's making sense. Basically what I'm saying is that it is more beneficial to like get really clear on one area you can help tr- versus trying to spread yourself really thin and try to juggle. It's like juggling all yeah, these things at for once. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that you've kind of walked us through like, you know, you went to school, you thought you knew that like having a coach was a good idea and then the coaching experience itself you know, was helpful for you, you know, what actual results from coaching did you get? So in terms of like, um, I guess what I'm asking here is like, you started with nothing and then what did you develop? So you have a signature program. What Mm -hmm. else do you have? I have a signature program. I have a website that, you know, really is a landing page for somebody to learn about my signature program. Um, I have built up an audience. I mean, it's not huge at this point, but I'm targeting the people who I want to work with. And I think that's huge. It's not, you know, it's less and less becoming, because a bit of backstory, like my Instagram account was basically just people that I knew. Um, But now I've learned to, you know, target the people who I actually want to work with, speak directly to those ideal clients. Um, You know, I've taken on a client, which is huge. Um, So I have income and revenue. Um, And really, ultimately, I just feel like now I have structure. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm shooting in the dark. Mm -hmm. Like, there's obviously a lot that I still need to learn because I think business is a lifelong journey, (laughs) a lifelong learning process. But, like, I feel confident. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. Like, I don't just feel like, ah, like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, today, I don't know. Like, is this going to be effective? And trying, you know, 30 different things, hoping something sticks. Mm -hmm. I have, like, a clear a relatively clear path of what I need to focus on and what's actually going to move the needle. I love that. Um, in my business. So would you say then like on a Monday morning, <laughs> you actually kind of have a plan for the week and knowing what you're going to focus on versus maybe when you first started out. And I know we jumped into coaching almost immediately after school. So um, you didn't have a lot of time where you're just spinning your wheels. But do you feel like now that you've worked with a coach and you have more of a system in place like you know what to work on kind of every single day or you at least have an idea of like where to put your time Mm -hmm, definitely yeah I would say um I know the most important areas to focus my energy okay um and then if I had 
that I feel like I have like a hierarchy of things that mm-hmm. I can, cause I just a bit of background. I still am in like a part-time um, job as I'm getting my business off the ground. So I, I don't have, you know, five, seven days a week to work on my business. So I do have very limited amounts of time. And I found that like knowing what to work on, it helps me focus that time so that, you know, the two or three days I am working on my business, mm-hmm. it's really effective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more so effective than if I was doing it full time, just, you know, shooting in the dark, not knowing what yeah. to do. So yeah, I would say I have a fairly clear path of, you know, what specifically I need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find a lot of people when they have less time, they get more done. <laughs> yeah. It depends, right? Like, I yeah. mean, this is my full-time job, but I'm I'm very um, strategic about how I use my time now. So I get a lot done in less hours. Like when I first started out, honestly, I was probably um, spending, I don't know, 40 to 60 hours a week, you know, like more than a full-time job, just trying to like spin my wheel to get this going, where now I find that I can get the majority of my work done in like 20, Mm -hmm. 20 to 30 hours tops. Sure. Some nights I'll like burn the candle at both ends and like, um, or just like, what is it? Burn the midnight oil or whatever. (laughs) Great analogy. Yeah. (laughs) And just like, you know, work a lot because I actually really love what I do. Um, but I'd say that the majority of my work gets done in a very small Mm -hmm. timeframe and I'm, and, um, it's just because you've built up that consistency, you know what to focus on, I think. Yeah, totally. It's that work smarter, not harder. Yeah, yeah. So another kind of um, pop question here. But oh boy, here <laughs> we go. <laughs> here we go. Where do you spend the most of your time right now? Like if you could give any advice to people, I know it's going to depend where they're starting out, but like where do you find like um, the most value spending your time at this point? Honestly, I think because we're working with people, the most value you're going to get is building an audience and building like relationships with people. So it's not just, you know, paying some bond on Instagram to give you a bunch of followers, Mm -hmm. like really creating connections with people and getting to know people and what they're struggling with. Because at the end of the day, people really are paying you to work with you. Mm -hmm. If they don't know you, if they don't like you, if they don't trust you, they're not going to work with you. So I think building that foundation, um, yeah, just starting to build your audience, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's in person, you know, doing talks or Mm -hmm. whatever venue you choose to do, you know, YouTube or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, really getting clear. And I think, well, that's another piece too, right. Is getting clear on who you want to work with Mm -hmm. and then building relationships with those types of people. For sure. So by building relationships, could that look like when you post something on Instagram, if someone leaves a comment, like you're going in there, you're engaging, you're setting Always. time aside yeah. for that. Yeah, definitely. Always. So if somebody comments, you know, commenting back or if they comment something that maybe, you know, you know more about, you could DM them and, you know, start a conversation that way. Always like as much as possible. And I mean, I'm talking about Instagram a lot because that's kind of my focus for my marketing, but like always getting in people's DMs and creating relationships mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just getting building those types of relationships, you know, through actual communication, because, you know, using social media to build your business, you have, it's social, you Mm -hmm. have to be social, right? I think (laughs) we forget that that. we're just looking at screens, but there's people on the other end of that. And it's people that need help. And really, at the end of the day, people just want to be seen and they want to be heard. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Yeah. So giving them an outlet for that. Exactly. And um, being a bit vulnerable and sharing yourself so that people can see themselves reflected Mm -hmm. in you, I think is really important too. So sharing your story. um, What about also educating your audience? Do you feel like that's important to like give them a big educational piece or is it just selling all the time? Like, hey, I have a new spot open. Or are you like teaching them on Instagram? 
yeah, I think there's um, there's a balance between educating people, making people feel seen and heard, and then also telling them what you have to offer. Because obviously you want to educate them on the topic mm-hmm. that you're doing. Um, and then, you know, so they have an understanding of, you know, maybe they don't even know they have the issue that you're helping people with, right? And then they can be like, oh my God, like that's what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also letting them know that you have something to offer. I think that's kind of where I struggled with in the beginning was I was giving them all this information and I was just expecting people to be like, help me, like, please <laughs> help me. Let me pay you and throw yeah. my credit card at you. But if nobody knows that you have something to offer, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to, you are a business person. You have to, business person? Is that, it's a business, is that yeah. the right We're term? business people. Okay. <laughs> um, you have to tell them what you're offering. But I think making sure that, the education part and the um, value building, like giving them value is comes first mm-hmm. yeah, and then selling them. Because if you're just selling, 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 that really turns people off, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, well, this is like a personal thing that I'll share, but um, I think the intention was selling um, on Instagram today. It was on one of my pictures. <laughs> I can't believe I'm sharing this. <laughs> so, um, this like very, like clearly it was a company that like they probably have hired someone or have a bot that's like just sending random messages, but they messaged on one of my um, pictures and said, um, have you tried, <sighs> this is going to fire you up because I know you're like anti, <laughs> anti-diet, anti but. Yeah, I get these comments on my photos okay. all the time too. <laughs> so the comment was something like, um, have you tried to lose weight do- through different diets, but nothing's worked? And at first I was like, okay, this is bought. And then second, I got fired up like, wait, are they calling me fat here? <laughs> like, what the heck? And then third, I was like, this is not the way to sell. The, the, it just made me mm-hmm. so angry because I was like, it's about relationships. Yeah. It's about getting to know somebody it's not about going around and being like I've got a product for that I can help you with that blah 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 it's like really like nourishing those relationships and remembering we're real people like there's no way even if they had the best product that was gonna let like help me lose like 50 pounds or whatever if that was something I was interested in like I'm probably not gonna work with them because that Mm -hmm. approach was so cold right exactly yeah. And I think too, when you're using that approach, what you're getting is the low hanging fruit, mm. right? Because, and I mean, I think companies, and it's a valid strategy, right? You just push your product, push your product, push your mm-hmm. product. Eventually somebody's going to purchase it. But I think with what we do, working like with, whether it's one on one or in a group, mm-hmm. you know, helping people through an issue, like you're not going to get the clients you want to work with by just selling, selling, selling. Yeah. Right. You want to build that relationship with somebody so that they see the value of what you're selling to them. Um, and so that they end up paying you like a higher ticketed amount versus just like a ten dollar yeah, ebook Whatever. here and there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think a good point that you kind of brought up there or highlighted was that like, at least for me, I want people to work with me out of empowerment, mm-hmm. not out of scarcity. Exactly. So I don't want to like scare people into it by like, just like being on breathing down their neck, yeah. like work with me or else you won't achieve results. Like, I agree that somebody can do all of this on their own. But if you want a partner there to really help push you forward, like that's who I am mm-hmm. for you. That's so true. Yeah. So I think like that's how we want to work with, we don't want to scare anyone into like, let's say your, your client has, um, like a really like chronic disease. You don't want to be like, you better work with me or else. Like we just want to mm-hmm. be there to support and educate and motivate. And mm-hmm. at least that's a way, like I always yeah. want to approach this. And I think I even have like personal experience with that. When I worked with a personal trainer, um, I felt like I got sold 
the package, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I was almost put in a position where, like, I didn't, I, I had not gone in with the intention of working with a personal trainer. I think I had one, like, a free, like, fitness consultation or something. Mm-hmm. And they just kept selling me and selling me and selling me and essentially wearing me down to the point where I blew $6,000 for one year yeah. of, like, personal training. And sure, in the end, like, I learned a lot and it was great. But, like, I think, like you said, it was not from a place of empowerment. I didn't mm-hmm. sign up for it from a place of empowerment it was like mm-hmm. okay fine like take my money yeah. like, just stop like <laughs> yeah. badgering me right totally yeah I've had some of those experiences too and and sales calls like well-being in the nutrition profession looking for coaches and things I've had some calls with coaches where I got off and was bawling because they position it that if I didn't mm-hmm. do that work with them at this point of time I wasn't going to succeed mm-hmm. and like I never want anyone to feel that way. I'm like anti that if anything, like it's all, it's, you know, it's empowerment. It's your decision mm-hmm. because um, at the end of the day, it's got to be something that helps, helps you. And it's a, it's a good decision. Yeah. I think that's a really good piece of advice too is, and I know it's hard when you're coming at it like a new business and you just like want clients and cl- so that you can, you know, make money. But I think it's really important to come at it from a perspective of they don't have, I think I, I heard this from, um, somebody, I think it was Rachel Bell, it's high intention, low attachment. Mm-hmm. So you have a really high intention of working with them. You know, you, like you want to help them. We all want to help these people, but you also have a low attachment to mm-hmm. the result if they say yes, a low result to the sale or sorry, low attachment to the mm-hmm. sale, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I think just having that mindset helps your sales calls and your conversations with people come off a lot less desperate icky desperate. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah. yeah I always try to go into my sales calls like this is for that person and whether they sign up if they sign up with me yay mm-hmm. yay for them yay for me yeah I get to keep doing what I love doing but if they don't that's okay yeah I'll be okay and they might need somebody different and just because someone says no right now doesn't mean that it's a no forever mm-hmm. and it's not about you know, like cutting that tie and being like, well, screw them. They didn't sign up. It's like, how can you keep nourishing that person just because you care about them? Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I really like the like low attachment idea. I think, um, again, this is a whole other topic, but again, like the whole putting your self-worth into your business, which is something I'm really trying to work on right now is, you know, knowing that if my business does really well, that's great. If my business doesn't do so well, sometimes that's okay too, mm-hmm. right? That's your business and it's not you. It's exactly. Not you. But I think so many of us like get so triggered at the beginning that, oh, my business isn't doing well. It's not growing. And then I'm a failure, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's hard because you're putting so much of your heart and soul into it, right? So if you're not seeing the, I guess, monetary results, it can feel, yeah, you know, frustrating. Yeah. No, but- exactly. I think the, that's a really good point because I think sometimes we're like, Um, If the money's not coming in, that means I'm not making progress. And this is something I actually did with my nutrition clients a lot was let's say like um, somebody had a goal of let's just say weight loss for the sake of weight loss, but they didn't, you know, lose the weight they expected. Um, It's like, what else did they actually achieve? Mm -hmm. You know, they have a better relationship with themselves. They love what they eat a lot more. Like they're not Mm -hmm. restricting food a lot more. They are going out with friends more. Like those are huge wins. Yeah. And so what I would do is like a weekly check-in where I was getting them to like talk about their wins with me. Yeah, I was just going to say that, celebrating the small wins. Exactly, because it's like, sure, maybe the bigger goal didn't actually happen, but all of the mini goals are probably bigger than the biggest goal, right? Totally. Like that's what actually makes sense. So I think that that's really important is that we keep all this in perspective. And then especially when we're growing our business, it's like, what are these like small steps that you're taking every single day to get you 
to this, I guess, bigger goal because you're always going to have this other bigger goal Mm -hmm. and we have to keep taking these small steps. And I think it's important too, like just to give yourself a bit of perspective because I know like even I'll get, you know, down in the dumps and like, what am I even doing? Like I'm making no progress and my boyfriend will be like, you haven't even been at this a year. Like Mm -hmm. give yourself a little credit. And then also from that perspective, if you think of somebody, you know, say a restaurant, somebody opens up a restaurant, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not making actual profit for you know because they're going they're taking out huge loans to even start up the brick and mortar restaurant you know they're not seeing a profit Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they're not successful it doesn't mean people don't love their food and that Mm -hmm. you know they're building a huge client base and whatnot so just because you're not seeing that um number in your paypal account or whatever it is doesn't mean yeah that you're not making progress and that you're not doing huge things and that you're not impacting other people as well i think we forget that because even i'll get messages from people being like you know i followed you for like a year and i just like you really have inspired me and changed my life and i'm like what like (laughs) you have no idea who's watching you and who you're impacting and you know maybe you have 10 people who are right on the verge Mm -hmm. of converting over to be clients you mm-hmm. have no idea right so it's just that don't give up I feel like I'm giving myself a little pep <laughs> you are yeah no it's so true it's so true you don't know where people are in the journey mm-hmm. and I think that's why it's like this is the most rewarding and hardest job ever mm-hmm. because it literally is you I guess fighting yourself every single oh, day totally. to have the mindset to have the energy to have the motivation to actually show up when you're not getting any response from people and yet you have to show up you have to show yeah. up you have to show up and you might get one comment that actually shows you that you should keep going but sometimes if you don't it's like still showing up even when that's mm-hmm. not there exactly because yeah. how many things do you see on the internet that really resonate with you but you don't necessarily reach out to the person right mm-hmm. I think just um Giving people the benefit of the doubt too. Giving yourself the benefit of the doubt, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that's such a good point. So what questions, uh, you know, if you could go back to before you like hired me or I know you've worked with another coach since then to kind of scale your business to another level, um, what questions would you really start asking yourself um, or telling others to ask themselves when they want to hire mm-hmm. a coach? Um, I would say, first of all, get clear on what you need help with. So maybe it is you're just starting out and you have no idea. Look for a coach who, you know, knows, like you, Stephanie, who sets up the foundation for you. Um, So get really clear on what you're needing help with. Um, And I think, too, understanding your own personality, who you work best with. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get a coach just for the sake of getting a coach. Make sure they resonate with you. Make sure, like, you can spend an hour on a call with them once a week for however many, you know, months at a time you're working with. You actually Um, like them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So making sure that- Do your research, essentially, I guess. Yeah. And then, again, I'm putting you on the spot here, but in terms of, you know, people coming out of school and feeling like, well, I just invested in schooling Mm -hmm. financially, um, and then they're thinking about now investing in a coach- Um, And of course, that's always a sliding scale. It can be a little amount of money. It can be a large amount of money. Like, how did you work around that mindset of actually putting money into your business before any money came in? Yeah, that was tough. It was tough. Yeah, you can be honest. (laughs) Um, I know I even hesitated for a couple months signing up with you because I was like, well, I don't have the money in my bank account right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think at the end of the day, you just need to come at it from the perspective of you're starting a business. Mm. Um, You need to put some skin in the game. Mm. And I, I don't mean that to come off harsh, but, you know, we're 
in a profession, especially if you are focusing on online, where it's the cheapest time in probably history to start a business, right? And so, yes, it feels like a lot of upfront costs and it's expensive, but I think looking at the long-term benefits of it, not looking at looking at it as a cost, but an investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there are going to be some coaches you could hire for, you know, a couple hundred dollars, or there's coaches that you can hire that are five Tens. figures, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and obviously you need to decide what's right for you in the moment, but also not letting cost just be the one factor that stops you. Mm-hmm. If something really resonates with you and you know that that coach is going to be of benefit to you, you know, get crafty, <laughs> figure oh, totally. it out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I know that's probably not the answer you guys want to hear, <laughs> but sometimes you do. You just got to put some skin in the game, take a risk, yeah. take a leap of faith. Yeah. And even from my experience, like I'd say I, I did like a ton of webinars. I went to conferences. So I was putting money, like, I mean, free webinars, but the conferences I would travel. Like I went to one in Vancouver from Edmonton when I was living there. So like I did put a little bit of money in, but it was always like a little bit here and there. And it was never really like with a hundred percent strategy, if that makes any sense. Um, so my first coach I hired, um, it was like a small group program and that was, you know, maybe two and a half, three years into my business. And from that point, it was a th- around a thousand dollars. And, um, I scaled so much right. in that. I think it was like only like six weeks or it was like a short frame time frame. And I learned so much that that a thousand dollars, which felt so expensive to me when I first invested felt like peanuts to me after. Right. Yeah. And not totally. to say like a thousand dollars, it's a lot of money. Um, but like, because of the value I got out of it and the value I still get out of it, um, I see like, you know, that really showed me that, you know, a little bit of money or whatever that amount of money might be can really help you make a lot of headway. And then from there, I went on to invest with that same coach at like a three or $4,000 rate. And then my current coach closer to $10,000, like just being honest with you guys, you know, I put a lot of money in, but I still, you know, continue to like seek out coaches and mm-hmm. scale because that that also helps me to grow my business so much. So that's not to say that like, well, you'll invest a thousand, mm-hmm. then ten thousand seems like nothing. It still is a lot. <laughs> it yeah. still feels like oh, a yeah. lot. It the, still is that, you know, like ooh, yeah, that chest the, feeling. The last coach I just worked with, I cried in the fetal position on the couch after <laughs> I hit apply. I'm sorry, I'm not <laughs> no. laughing. It's sad. <laughs> no. Looking back on it, it's funny. But like in the moment, it's terrifying, right? Yes. Yeah. But when, like you said, when you look back on it, it's like, there's no way that that's not worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even like, I'll look at my past coach. Cause sometimes you can think like, was it applicable? Like, did I get my whole money's worth? And sometimes I'll look back on the notes and I'm like, this was really, really good. So I'm continuing to use those skills later on, like, mm-hmm. you know, a few years later in my career. So I think investing is like a good idea if it's something that you can take, like you kind of said, and use it like throughout time. It's like something that is actually going to help you grow and scale. Right. So even if you don't get that monetary value back necessarily right away, you know, what other impacts is it having? Yeah. Kind of on your life. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. So I like the idea of like asking yourself, where are you right now? What do you need? who do you work best with? I think that's really good. You want to, mm-hmm. like you said, make sure that it's a relationship you want to be in mm-hmm. and you're not like, oh my God, when is this done? <laughs> like yeah. you just want to get out of that. Yeah. You want to like really, really connect with that person. That's exactly. Super totally. Important. Yeah. Have that. Just like, I like to think of it as, you know, if somebody was coming to work with you, what would you want them? You know, would you just want them to be like, ah, oh, like, I don't know, like, I don't really like you, but like, I'm just going to 
throw my credit card at you anyways. Like just think of how that relationship would go and how much benefit that person would get out of it versus if you find somebody, and I know I keep saying this, that you like know and trust, Mm -hmm. like how much more beneficial is that going to be? Totally. Yeah, exactly. And then I feel like it turns into a friendship. Like Carrie and and I. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe you'll end up being really good friends. Yeah. Where we're hanging out on the couch doing a (laughs) podcast episode. (laughs) But it's true. And and, I mean, you're going to have some good experiences and maybe some bad, Mm -hmm. but I think um, even if you do get into a coaching relationship or any kind of investment after you um, graduate from school, like maybe you're going to do an extra training program and let's just say it doesn't work out. Um, let's just, I, what I really like you to do is just think about it as an opportunity, opportunity to grow mm-hmm. and don't like swear off it forever and be like, this didn't work for me. Like really think, you know, did I show up in the best way possible? Could I have done more? Did that coach show up? And really like take notes and see like, what would you do next time differently? Would you show up in a different capacity or would you look for a different coach who shows up in a different capacity? Mm -hmm. So you're really aligned with like knowing that, okay, I'm going to invest in this and my money is worth a lot. Like, you know, I'm not just going to throw money around, but I'm going to get the most for my money. I'm going to make my money work for me. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for sharing all that. That was really awesome. (laughs) And hearing about that. I mean, I've just seen you grow so much from, you know, I guess last summer when you around when you graduated and then when we started working together and then scaling your business, bringing on clients and um, really just growing your business, I think is so important that like um, you've been consistent with it. It Honestly, Carrie's like the most consistent online person that I ever (laughs) see. And I know you might have some off days, but but honestly, like, uh, I'm really inspired by you, just how much you show up and you you, like are really good at creating content and creating a connection. And that doesn't come easy. Like it takes a lot of effort to Mm. show up, you know, every single day or a few times. There's a a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And I think that maybe is a piece of advice too, is there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes into it. It's not Mm -hmm. like when I started out, I was like, oh, it's all just going to go so well. I'm going to do this and I'm going to get clients and Mm-hmm. you know, you've got to have that tenacity in you, mm-hmm. um, you know, to push through and the it's hard work, times. but it's rewarding work. Totally. Yeah, yeah. The slower times. Yeah. And I mean, this is again, a whole other subject we could talk about another time, but that whole, you know, I made, you know, a hundred K in a month, like coaching online. I think we just got to like clear the noise a little bit. We don't know, you know, the background of how much somebody's actually spent to make that much money. And I think if we go into it expecting to make, you know, <laughs> buttloads I don't know why I was gonna say buttloads boatloads buttloads or boatloads of money right away um you know that might happen and it might not right so it's like really just adjusting the expectations knowing you're in it for the long run knowing that it's okay to stumble and fall mm-hmm. and and it's gonna happen and yeah it's knowing gonna that happen. it will happen yeah you're that- gonna have days where you're gonna cry in the fetal position on the couch and that's okay exactly. it makes for a good story after <laughs> <laughs> that Stephanie will laugh at on a podcast yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, I've cried many times. I've had many, you know, like, should I still be doing this moments? And like, really, like in my partner Craig saying, you can't not do this. You have exactly. to do this. And having him, he's kind of like my coach in a sense where like, just having that partner to be like, you must do this because and then I kind of just insert mm-hmm. my why in there. So even just having that strong why. Yeah, keeps you I was going. gonna say, yeah, even write it down. I mean, with the work that I did, like not with business coaching, but like with the work that I do with my clients, I make sure at the beginning they write down their why Mm -hmm. because it does, it gets messy in the middle and you start to question like, why the hell am I even doing this? What was I thinking? And bring yourself back to that why Mm -hmm. and making sure it's specific, like having very specific personal reasons. You know, maybe it's 
you know, so you can have the freedom to work on your own, um, as well as, you know, making an impact with the type of people that you want to work with. Yeah, for sure. So you can always come back and be like, oh yeah, right. Like it sucks right now, but this is why I'm doing it Mm -hmm. because there are so many days where it's like so rewarding. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that the the hard days just make them the rewarding days that much right. sweeter. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I did this, you know? Mm-hmm. And like Craig will always remind me at the end of the year when I'm like doing my income taxes, he's like, but you made that money. You That was your money, blood, sweat, and tear money, right? Like where, you know, it's not, you're not working for a boss. You're not selling something you don't believe in. Like at the end of the day, you can be like, wow, like my talents and skills created this. Mm-hmm. And that for me is super rewarding to yeah. be like, I literally get to do what I love and it's hard. No one said it was going to be easy, but like, look what I created. So totally. And like, it is hard, but I think just like coming back to this, that when you work with a coach, it makes it so much easier, Mm -hmm. right? Than just going at it alone because not only can they show you, you know, what to do specifically, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, they're there for you when you're having those days, like, what am I doing? You know, they're there to give you that perspective and to hold you accountable and to give you that support that you need. Yeah. Um, to keep going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, which I think is one of the most important reasons to find someone that mm-hmm. you feel like you can be vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. Cause if you work with a coach and you're like, I'm too scared. I don't really, I don't think they'll like, um, accept me the way that I am, or if they'll like, um, you know, they're not going to understand me or whatever it is. Um, try to find someone that will, right? Um, mm, yeah, shop around. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Like I mm. looked at many different coaches before investing and I currently do. I don't just like invest right away. I make sure that mm-hmm. I follow someone online for a while. I resonate with them. I, you know, watch the content they're putting out. I look at their website. I maybe do a webinar. Like I really mm. like get in their world. Yeah. And there's been some coaches that I just get along with and I sign up with them right away. So I think it really depends. Totally. Um, And it's really, you know, up to you, your style. And it's just the most important thing is just figuring out what type of support you need um, as best you can. Yeah. And I think too, just not being afraid to ask those questions. If you get on a call with a potential coach, like don't be afraid to ask those questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of like the discovery calls to be like, okay, you know, and would you be like this for me or could you help me in these ways? Or if this came up, you know, like really Mm -hmm. like test the waters with them. Yeah. (laughs) Make them sweat a bit. (laughs) I think, yeah, you don't owe them anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So just make sure they're a really good fit for you. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's important to you know, do your research and look at different coaches. I mean, I got really lucky mm-hmm. with you, Stephanie. Like I was we obviously teacher. hit it off. Yeah. But well, I guess that's true. You were my teacher. So I kind of knew beforehand, but mm-hmm. I didn't look around for other potential coaches. Like that's I said, true. I got very lucky with yeah. you and I had a lot of success yeah. working with you. <laughs> I'm glad to, I'm not paying her to say this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but it, what, looking back on it, that's something that I didn't do. Yeah. And I realize now going forward in the future is something that I definitely want to implement for any future coaches that I'm totally look for. And you're at a different because, place that you were, right? Exactly. You, you, you knew you needed the like startup help. Yeah. Now you're looking like we were talking about this before. I think it was before we got on here about like you might need a coach just for helping you with your like website copy. You might yeah. need a coach for helping you write social media posts. Mm-hmm. You might need a coach for helping you with confidence. Like, yeah. you know, so it really just depends again where you're at. And I know for a lot of you out there, some of you are in school, some of you just graduated, some of you have been this in this for a while. So you're all going to need different things. So again, it's just getting clear on what you actually need right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Alrighty. This has been such a pleasure. (laughs) It has been so fun. It has been fun. Um, Okay. So before we go, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? I know we kind of alluded to like, well, we don't really even talk much about who you actually help. Mm -hmm. Um, They know now that you do help someone specific because you you did stress, you know, getting clear on who you can help is important. Mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us kind of who that is and like what your business focuses on right now? Yeah. So I am aside from being a holistic nutritionist, I'm a food freedom coach. So basically the way I describe it in a simple sense is that I help women break up with dieting um, and learn a more intuitive style of eating where you're learning to listen to the cues in your body versus listening to external um, diet rules and all of the confusing information that is out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are a subset of people, myself being one of them in the past, where you know, I think we think of dieting as somewhat harmless, mm. right? But for a subset of people, it can get almost to the point of like an eating disorder where it just becomes so obsessive and, um, you know, it creates a lot of anxiety and distrust within your body. So I essentially help um, reverse that mm. in women so that they can feel more empowered, more confident around food so that there is no more anxiety or fear, shame or guilt around eating. Yeah. Um, and again, really just to start trusting and listening to their bodies. I love that. That's like the real work, right? (laughs) It's some tough work, but it's it's good work. Oh yeah. It's the tough work for sure. (laughs) You picked the tough one, but I think that it's like you said, um, it's kind of a reflection of what you Mm -hmm. went through. Well, exactly right. It's something that resonates with me. And I think that's really important if you're right now, obviously when we come out of school, it's like, who the hell do I want to help? But I think really reflecting on your own experience and what really resonates with yourself, it's so much easier to speak about something that you're A, either really passionate about or have personal experience Mm -hmm. with. Um, So I guess that would be my little piece of advice if you're unsure of how to niche down and like who specifically to work with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you're clearly passionate about it. And that's even when I said before that she's very consistent online um, with her message, I think it's because you're speaking to who you were you know, you're just so like clear on like, you know, here's the strategies that helped me or here's what I do on the daily to Mm -hmm. like break those patterns. And I think that's why it's, I mean, there's effort there, but it comes off as effortless because you're so aligned with it. Yeah, Totally. And I think, cause that's essentially how you're going to connect with people, right? Is connecting to their pain points, Mm -hmm. connecting to their struggle. So if it's something you've already struggled with, you know, you're cutting out a lot of, I mean, there's obviously more work you need to do to really nail down your message, but it cuts out a lot of that confusion in terms of what your message is, because Mm -hmm. you are, you're essentially speaking to your old self. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yeah. It's like we're healing that inner part of us that went through the thing. (laughs) Totally. And now we're helping other people to like hopefully avoid what it is that we went through. Totally. And I think that's, you know, a lot of the reasons so many of us are drawn into, you know, nutrition and these types of healing professions. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Um, So awesome. If somebody wants to follow along with you or kind of follow you on Instagram, since that's where you're hanging out, um, where can they find you? Um, so on Instagram, I am Vibrant Self Nutrition. Um, and then if you want to take a look at my website, it's www.vibrantselfnutrition.com. And I believe you have a freebie as well. Oh, I do have a freebie. <laughs> yes. I have, if you're interested in any of my content um, and interested in looking into more of what I do, I do have a freebie called the Five Steps to Food Freedom. Um guide I think oh my goodness I just forgot the name of my own my guide own checklist yeah. whatever five it is. steps to food freedom guide so if any of you want that I think Stephanie you're 
you'll link it in the show notes or you can just find me on Instagram and send me a DM. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to connect. And if you guys have any questions about, you know, my experience with coaching or anything, feel free to reach out. I'm pretty much an open book. (laughs) And like I said, I'm not paying her to say any of this. (laughs) Okay, Carrie, thank you so much for being here. And, um, Yeah, it's just been such a pleasure. I've really enjoyed our conversation. too. Thanks so much for having me. If after this episode you're really excited to get some support with one-on-one coaching for your nutrition business, I would love to invite you to go on over to stephanielong.ca slash private coaching to check out my 90-day program. It helps you specifically start your business, um, scale it to a place where you have all of your marketing available, you know what you're saying to clients, you have all your programs and your pricing set up, and then you've actually launched your business and you're starting to bring in clients. So if this sounds like something that you would like to have and you want to stop spinning your wheels over and over on your own, I'm going to invite you to go over to stephanielong.ca slash private coaching again, um, check out the offering there and set up your clarity call. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.